I'm Sarah Tasker. I'm Jen Carrington. And this is Letters from a Hopeful Creative. Hi, Jen. Hi, Sarah. Shall I read out today's question? Yes, let's do it. Okay, let's read it out. This is sent in to us from Conflicted Creative, and they say, I think I need to spend more time on my creative business. I'm a knitter and natural dyer with a full-time 40-hour-a-week desk job, and there just aren't enough hours in the day to sustain the progression I need to continue building towards what I love. I'm just not sure how to justify stepping away from my job at a healthcare nonprofit. I hate the job, but I love the course. So I guess my question is, how can I continue to support social justice causes I believe in while choosing to abandon a job that does direct good in order to pursue my creative dream? Especially at a time when we have a crazed fascist in the White House <laughs> systematically dismantling everything I work to protect. And they did put in brackets, sorry, you don't have to include that last bit if you don't want to, but we thought we should. Yeah. <laughs> she continues to say... Everyone I've voiced this to so far has suggested that maybe now is not the time to leave my job, but I worry that if I don't do it now, I never will. Jen, I can tell from the way you speak that you feel passionately about inclusivity and acceptance, and Sarah, I know you left your job helping people with disabilities at NHS to start your business. So my question is this, how can I choose this for myself knowing others made in my services more? Any advice is much appreciated. Thank you so much. Juicy one. (laughs) I read this and I just thought how... How brave to send this question in and to be having this conversation with herself, especially because it sounds like everyone in her life has told her to not even be considering this. Yeah. I thought that was really brave because if you look at these two paths, oh, like good path of social justice work, Mm. which is like such amazing work to be doing in the world and then path of like unknown business journey. Most people would be like, just stay on the trial. Yeah, yeah, where you get, I mean, because it can become a really convenient part of your identity as well I can remember this that you go to a party and you tell people you do something you know that's productive to society in that way you automatically put into a very nice box and you feel good about yourself you know you can it's a really simple way of doing it yeah and it's complicated because so we have really interesting backgrounds so if anyone who doesn't know this I have a degree in social work so that's what I went to university to do I thought that's what I was going to become I did my three years of training I did placements and it just was not for me not because I don't believe in the work the the mission of that work in the world it just was not for me but I knew deep down that within me was a desire to help people it just it was a different path for me however that doesn't change the fact that I still have social causes that I believe in I want to support and fight for of course and for you you had your NHS background yeah so I worked in special schools with people with learning disabilities absolutely loved it loved the clients miss it every day but it wasn't fulfilling me as a person there were so many parts of kind of my skills and abilities that I wasn't getting the chance to use and also I mean I think it's worth mentioning that this work generally doesn't pay very well mm-hmm. like I was struggling to get by I was struggling to run a car and a house that, that's kind of the financial reality I think of working for the NHS and probably I don't know much about um, our letter writer's kind of financial situation but quite likely it's not massively lucrative what she's currently doing. Yeah and I think there's a lot of stories we tell ourselves in society about what worthwhile work is and what worthwhile work isn't you know we tend to praise social like public Mm. sector jobs whereas someone who works at a fortune 500 company is on the board is like oh you greedy person yeah 
reading this letter, I thought of, I'm going to completely mess up retelling this quote, but anyone who's read Big Magic, there's a story in there that Elizabeth Gilbert tells about the idea of don't be a martyr to the cause and about how someone she knew who, I think they were doing kind of some form of public sector, public like social justice job, but they were exhausted as a human and they were burnt out and they, they were no longer doing it from a full cup. They were doing it because it was the right thing to do Mm. and how they had become a martyr to the cause, but their creativity and them as a person could no longer be of service to the world. And I think that's, this is probably one of the reasons why I knew quite young why social work wasn't for me because I was doing it for the people in need. I wasn't doing it for myself. Yeah, It wouldn't have served me the hours, the pressure, the responsibilities, the paperwork, the bureaucracy. That is not how I will best serve the world. But I thought that that was the path I should take to be a worthwhile human in the world. And I think when you are someone compassionate and you are someone who who wants to help, yeah, you naturally gravitate towards the roles where there's space to do that. Yeah. And kind of in the conventional career structure, it is like caring, social work, yeah, nursing, health, health, all those kind of teaching. Yeah. That's where you end up. But they are also the jobs where you quite often, you're underpaid, you're overworked, long hours, and a high propensity to burnout. So it's it's a tricky one. Even online, I've always been trying to find out where I can help. I remember there was one summer where I got like obsessed with a forum for people who kept backyard chickens and I was trying desperately to help everybody's <laughs> medical emergency with their chickens because I'm very good. I, I had chickens and I knew a lot about it. Like literally like I was losing out on sleep trying to save all these backyard chickens because I just wanted to help. And there is a danger if you're that kind of person that you're just going to keep giving and giving and giving until you've got nothing left. Yeah, and I think it's also part of our identity. Yeah. Like I I know there's times in my life where I pride myself on someone who gives more than they take. Pride themselves on someone who will put myself out to make someone else happy, which I think is just a problem with being a woman in society yeah. in many ways. Well, and isn't that codependency? I'm hoping I'm remembering this right. Codependency is not what it sounds like, and it's actually when you need to be needed. And you need to be as helpful as possible to everybody around you. Yeah, I, the only thing that comes on there is the idea of co-narcissism, which is probably, it's not codependency, but so co-narcissism is if you grow up with a narcissistic parent, you can become something called a co-narcissist, which is when you're not a narcissist, but you exist within their orbit, you exist for them, and your own sense of identity and self-worth doesn't exist. So you become to exist in a world. I mean, Rappaport is the sociologist or the psychologist, I don't know what title he gets, is the person behind this. Um, but you exist in a world where you serve other people and so it's similar idea then to, to codependency you know yeah it was a word that I never thought applied to me until I read a true definition online so I'd recommend anyone who this kind of resonates with goes and googles it because I think especially as women we can kind of get into that trap of feeling like we're constantly having to put everyone else's needs first in order to be worth anything ourselves. Yeah, I also think we can't ignore the world we're living in right now yeah. and how. I remember in America when Trump was being inaugurated and someone, I, one of my old clients, actually someone who I still follow online, she went to the Women's March and she said that she has, she wasn't always an activist, she didn't always take up this role, but she said to herself, I don't want to look back in 20 years' time and be on the wrong side of history. Yeah. And I think there is something about this moment in time where being a passive human is not a choice anymore because if because the world needs us to stand up and use our voice and put our heart and our money and our words where they're needed. So I think this question, I understand the fire in this woman's belly because that question of how can I walk away from something that's needed in this political climate to just follow my dreams like how dare I do that it sounds like 
self-indulgent when you put it in those yeah. those kind of but that's not actually what we're looking no. at like that's not the reality of what she's choosing here because that is assuming that her following her dreams and building a creative business wouldn't contribute to society in some different way and I really believe it would yeah and I come back to the core belief that we serve the world better both our internal world so the people in our lives and the external world so the just our fellow human beings when our tank is full when we're okay because how come there's a Muhammad Ali quote that I come back to all the time and it's like service to others is the rent we pay for taking up space in the world and I come back to that so much because I think oh the the Rumi is it Rumi who says we're all just walking each other home yeah I mean that's like the my general philosophy of being a human in the world something if I was sitting across from conflicted creative over coffee right now what I would say to her from someone who walked away from doing something that would have been very societally praised and accepted you know a social worker I walked away from that path but now it doesn't mean I've walked away from the beliefs that set me off on that path in the first place. It just looks different now. My day job is not in social justice causes, but I put my money where my heart is. I put my vote where my heart is. I, you know, if I had more time right now, I would, there's definitely different things I want to do in my life that are outside of just my business, like mm. nonprofits or charity work. It's just because your career changes doesn't mean your impact in the world has to change. It just might look different. Yeah, I went to a talk just last week, actually, with Tara Moore, who wrote Playing Big. And she spoke there about, I mean, all of her work is really around how women need to step up and follow their dreams and kind of take up more space in whatever arena they want to be in. And she said that she first started this work I think it was probably around 10 years ago because she was seeing that the bros in her organization Mm. were kind of taking up all the space and there was no room for women and that they were kind of damaging her organization and and stuff wasn't happening that should be. And she said, you know, now look where we are. Now look what the bros are doing to the whole world. And this problem has only got bigger. And the solution to it is for, especially as women, and I think probably a lot of people listening are women, for us to to step up and and to what she calls playing big which she defines playing big as following your dreams whatever that means to you so if your dream is to build this business that is how you are going to be your most productive version of yourself that's going to be how you contribute your best work to the world and I think maybe we need to dig into a little bit about how a creative business can give back to the world because it it's more subtle than what you're doing right now, letter writer, but I don't think it's less important. Yeah, and also just that idea as women that we're allowed to choose ourselves. Yeah. We are told in this world that we are a daughter, a sister, then a wife, then a mother. We are defined by the roles we play in other people's lives. Mm. And there, most of us, as we enter adulthood, have to have this, and we're all doing it different journeys, as a reclaiming of who we are in the world. Yeah. And I think a big part of this is you're allowed to choose yourself in this and it doesn't mean that you're walking away from the passion that fuels who you are in this world and like Sarah was saying the impact a creative business can have it can be more subtle than working for you know a non-profit but it's still impacting the world and I think it's maybe giving yourself a mission to change the perception you have of what this decision would be right I mean it's so easy to dismiss so I think our writer let's write as a knitter isn't she? Yes. she so she's making textiles and we dismiss kind of all that creative mm-hmm. stuff as unimportant as trivial as meaningless I think we all kind of do it we, we do it in the UK we really like that about interiors mm-hmm. like none of it matters 
And it's interesting to think about how much that ties into the fact that it's they're traditionally women's pursuits and it's traditionally women's interests. But actually, there's tons of research, there's tons of psychology behind the fact that having things that uplift us, that make Mm -hmm. us feel good, makes a positive difference in our daily life. It makes people feel like they have the energy and the enthusiasm to go out and do the rest of their work and that we live better when we have things around us that make us feel good. So producing whatever you create conflicted creative you are making a subtle change into lots of people's lives on a daily basis and actually helping them go out and do what they want to do yeah and if we take it down to like the very basics you're adding to the economy yeah you may be creating jobs in some capacity whether it's from the supply chain yeah or if you in the future invest in like higher employees yeah also as a business owner you get to make really specific decisions especially as a physical product business owner you can make really decisions about the ethics behind your business. You get to still put your values into your business. And you said in this in your letter that you're no, you're no longer, you hate your job, but you love the cause. When we hate our jobs, and to use the word hate is some people don't love their jobs, but they're okay. To use mm. the word hate means that you're, sounds like you're quite deeply unhappy. That's no way to live. If you have a choice, unfortunately, I, I hate this kind of black and white thinking on this because to say to someone no one should have to hate their job some people are in situations where they are doing jobs that they hate because they need to put food on the table so let's not ignore the privilege that comes with being able to make the decision to walk away from a job you hate but it sounds like you have agency here conflicted creative to make that decision so I'm, I'm gonna follow that path but if you hate it and you have the option to do something else think how much more joyful you will be and how much more of service you will be in the ways that you want to be of service because I was I said this earlier if if you're functioning on an empty tank you you can't really serve anybody you're just in pain absolutely and then that kind of could be passed on if you're a mum you end up passing that pain on to your children and passing on that message that work is hard work is miserable work can't be the thing that you love don't follow your dreams like I think about these things an awful lot as a mum myself and I really think having all that was kind of the catalyst for me to build my business. And yes, I had that feeling of like, I'm leaving a really worthy job to do something that on paper isn't. But now I look at it and I always try and hire women in their mm-hmm. own small independent businesses, especially in tech. I get to donate to charities and causes that mean an awful lot to me. I get to help other women mm-hmm. go and build their businesses, which means that that chain carries on and helps to make their dreams come true. And I really think that to my daughter, she sees that, I built something out of my dreams and out of my talents and I want her to know that that's possible for her wherever she wants to go in life. I had nobody like that growing up and I'm Mm -hmm. sure Jen, I think you're the same. Like there was no one around me doing what I do. There were no women who had their own businesses. There were no women who were the the breadwinner of the household. And I think making that role model for for the next generation, whether you're a mum or whether you just, you know, you have friends, children around you or just kind of contributing to that wider economy can't be understated because it does make a difference yeah I think being a female business owner in many ways is a political act yeah. and what I mean by that is I mean Sarah and I are both feminists and I believe at the very core of feminism is like we need economic freedom mm. to have autonomy in the world in whatever way that looks like for you and to build your own business where no one can come in one day and say we're closing this company we're closing this nonprofit. you are out of a job in many ways it gives you more freedom if that's the path you want to choose it gives you more freedom to make more choices it gives you more autonomy over your life and I don't think you should discredit 
how that in itself can make ripples of change in the world, even in a very small way of just showing people around you. Yeah. I think of my mum who's a nurse and she loves her job. She's tired at the end of the day, but she it, it's it's who she was supposed to be. And we actually did um, the, the her Myers-Briggs. I can't remember which one it is, but it's the one that is like, these people become nurses or <laughs> teachers. That's it's who she wants to be. But what I've learned from her and her career is her career is a vocation more than a job. Yeah, It is who she was supposed to be in the world. It's using her gifts in the world. And I feel really lucky that I followed in her footsteps using my gifts. I, I don't see my business as just a business or career. It's a vocation. I coach and I write because it's who I am in the world. And it's it's more than just a way to make money for me it's it's me really feeling very at the core of what I'm supposed to be doing and when I was younger I thought that was going to be a social worker and I think for me I got to redefine the way I was of service in the world yeah but it doesn't mean that I am still on this one thing I love my business and I love the things I talk about in my business but I am just as passionate about so many of the things in the world and being a business owner focusing on one area doesn't take away my political beliefs or my social beliefs or the things that I'm passionate about and I think when I was reading this letter from conflicted creative what I wanted to encourage you to say is this is not an all or nothing situation no you get to be a knitter and a natural dyer and also someone who is socially active. You don't have to just put yourself in one camp. No, absolutely not. And I think it's very easy for your friends, who I'm sure mean really well, to tell you to stay there because they want you to be safe and it's the safer option. And also, you know, you're doing good work and they we all selfishly would love to have lots more people in the world doing this good work for us. But I wonder how many of them themselves are in the arena and doing that work themselves. I know when I left the NHS, there was comments I got online from people saying, you know, oh, typical, like, leaving <laughs> leaving speech therapy to go and do something trivial as blogging. But I could always come back to them and say, well, I did 10 years. I did 10 years of this on not very much pay, you know, long hours. What did you do? Show me your credentials and how you've given back. Because actually... If everybody did their 10 years or however long you've done in yours, if everybody did that, we wouldn't be relying on people to make it their lifelong choice. Yeah, no, completely. And the questions that came into my head for conflicted creative to ask yourself is number one, like, what are you really afraid of here? Because I'm wondering, is the fear of a people's opinion? Are you scared that when you go to your next event with friends and if they ask you, what do you do? And then they look disappointed in you mm. because you've chosen a more, I'm using air quotes here, trivial path. Yeah. So what are you afraid of? And also, if you take out that this is your job, that this because you've said that you hate this job. So if we listen to that, if we take out that working at this healthcare nonprofit is your job, it sounds like at the very heart of you is a social conscience. There's something within you that wants to play a part in the wider work in this world of kind of giving back and supporting other people get clear on what you really truly want that to look like for you in your life if it wasn't in this job what would you would you love to volunteer one day a week would you love to set up your own charitable arc to your own business like get really clear on how you'd really love to give back in the world if it wasn't within the constraints of this job and what having the freedom of being your own business owner would give you to do more in the things that matter to you because right now you're just in one job that doesn't have to find anything like pull it out a little bit more and think well what's the impact I want to have in the world and how could that be true if I was my own boss then you can maybe get excited about how you could maybe have even more impact if you change your situation yeah because that potential is absolutely there and the other thing I think I share uh, our letter writers political frustrations <laughs> with the world right now as I'm sure a lot of people do but actually, I'm thinking, what would Trump want her to do? He would absolutely not say, 
he would not approve of her going and starting a creative business, dyeing her own textiles. That's definitely not the thing he would get behind. He probably would want her to keep suffering in a job she hates for not very much money and, and giving back to people. And, you know, if that puts a bit of fire in your belly, go with it. Yeah. I just think that, that I see so many people who are running amazing businesses who are also doing amazing work in the world that is bigger than just themselves and their business. People who work in nonprofits or the healthcare system or the social care system are heroes, in my opinion. They do amazing work for not a lot of pay. And a lot of my close friends are teachers and I don't think that they get the recognition they deserve. So I think we can't discredit how meaningful and powerful those jobs are, but there's a difference between doing that job because it's where you choose to be and being a martyr to that job. Yes. Doing it because you feel like you should suffer. There's a difference there. And if you have, it sounds like to me, conflicted creative, that you have a dream and a vision for your creative work and that currently you're lacking time. And if you can give yourself that time by going all in on it and there's this fear of, well, what does that mean about who I am in the world now? If I'm not doing this work where it's needed, if I'm not kind of fighting back at the system but you can do that in so many different ways and I think maybe giving yourself permission to redefine what it would mean for you to show up in the way that you want to show up I mean Sarah how did you find peace ultimately with the decision you made to leave the NHS to start this you know Instagram business (laughs) yeah I had to find ways that still felt like contributing and that's Mm -hmm. exactly it because I could have gone in fact when I first left my only main income stream was influencer work like taking pictures of shoes and clothes and going to like lovely champagne press launches and it felt that felt too hollow to me that felt like it it wasn't filling that space Mm -hmm. that the job had left so I had to reshape my business and make sure that it was meeting that need for me and meeting that need for kind of the wider community and that's why there's so much within my business now about helping other business owners helping female entrepreneurs I give away free charity places like there's even there's a subreddit that I go on um on reddit for anyone who's familiar with it where people just ask for help so they're like people who need a hundred dollars this month to meet their rent or they're going to get evicted and if I'm feeling like I need to give back I just go and hang out on there and help a few people out which my business equips me to do there's always ways to give back and to make a difference if you feel that way inclined yeah well and I think we all should be that inclined and and hopefully you know if the whole world thought like us and thought like our letter writer then this conversation wouldn't need to happen yeah I think my biggest encouragement to conflicted creative would just be to ask yourself what's the service that I want to give to the world what can that look like figure that out think bigger than just the job you're in now because if your heart is telling you to go and pursue your own creative dream you're not closing the door on your social contribution to the world if you're sitting at a desk for 40 hours a week and you hate the job that kind of tells me as well that you no longer feel like perhaps feel like you're actually fulfilling your social Mm. um, dreams through that job you're not having the impact that you feel like you could have so what if you could have more impact by being your own boss and being able to give part of your income back to a charity you believe in or you have more time to like I said volunteer or you could do so many different things and I just think you're not closing a door here you're opening up the possibility of many many more doors and what really came through in the letter is this idea is not leaving her like she's mentioned it to her friends they've said no that wasn't enough to shut it down so there's a germ of something here like 
I think she knows that this has a potential to really grow. I think, I'm assuming it's a she, but whoever you are, letter writer, you you do know in your heart of hearts, I think that this has the potential to be something that could be really rewarding for you. And you are only going to feel more and more frustrated and miserable if you keep ignoring that voice. Yeah. And I would also say if it's comforting, I ask myself these questions all the time. I ask myself, how can I record podcast episodes and write about kind of chasing your dreams and building the life you want when so many people don't have the agency to even have an inch of that and how can I care about all these things when the world is in some ways feels like it's burning well this summer it has been burning (laughs) to the ground and so I just I'm battling with that every single day I I wouldn't say I'm I don't want to be at peace of it If, if there is not equality in the world if there's not justice then I don't want to be at peace of it because I think as a human being with privilege it's my job to give back in whatever like right now time is not my friend because I have a business and I have a health issue that means I need a lot of rest so the way right now that I give back is financially and through my votes in the future I would love that to be more I don't want to use the word substantial but more I guess um hands-on mm. I, I have lots of different dreams but right now I'm doing what I can and that's okay for people if anyone's listening to this and like oh my god like I I'm not even thinking about this and it's not a, a stick to beat ourselves with I'm just saying that you're not alone in battle in struggling with this and I would say the but the more agency you have over your own life I believe the more agency you have to make really intentional decisions about where you want to have an impact in the world I completely agree um I think it's Jensen Chero says in her book about you're a badass at making money she kind of makes the point that we do live in a capitalist society where power and money go hand in hand and it's the people who have the greater financial freedom who are making all the big decisions in the world which is why we have a supposed millionaire billionaire as the president (laughs) of the united states and the only way that's really going to change within the current framework is if more people who think like us Mm -hmm. and have a social conscience get some of that power and get a slice of the pie and then we get to choose how it's used and make better decisions yeah even just the simple thing of if you've people who've built online presence using that online presence for something good someone who I've been really inspired by recently Charlotte from Betty magazine yes she's been having some really brave conversations on her Instagram stories about white privilege and I just I found it really inspiring as just to see someone talk about really uncomfortable things when they don't have to Mm. she doesn't she doesn't have to have these uncomfortable conversations but she knows that to be an ally you have to show up in that way and I just think that's just an example of the different ways that you can use your business platform or your digital platform to still have the effect in the world that you want to have but you don't have to do a job that doesn't serve you as a human being just to just to prove to yourself that you're a decent person yes completely agree and this is this is complicated because I mean we've not even gone into because you've not even asked how hard it's going to be to build this business and get it off the ground but I hope you can give yourself the permission to choose yourself and choose the work you love and I hope you also continue to to have that heart that you have for social causes because the world needs people like you to show up for it but you don't have to suffer in your pursuit of your beliefs and your values that's just you've put it perfectly take this episode as your permission slip if you need it to think about what you really want and what you really need in order to be of your best service to the world and of your best service to yourself because we need to look after people like you and keep you strong and keep you full of heart and full of spirit and you burning yourself out is not going to help anybody it's a it's the world's biggest cliche but you got to put your own oxygen mask on first absolutely and there's more than one way to serve i think of sarah and the impact you've had on thousands of people by just 
teaching them how to use a platform like Instagram. How many people do you think have been able to have more? And I'm probably making Sarah blush here, and she's probably like, "She's not Jen," but like just the fact that you have the space you've taken up in the world has empowered people to take up their own space or to tell their own stories or to change their own financial situation. That is power, and that is powerful and that is beautiful and I just think it you may not no longer be working you know down in the trenches in the NHS but the only bad thing here is if you stop being of service that's what I think is yes if you stop caring about the world then we stop being human beings but you're allowed to express that in different ways and I just I think we're all battling I think in this current climate I don't think any of us can stay asleep to it anymore no and I think we're all battling with this. I feel like it too, like sharing things on Instagram on like the Totally. I think we're all struggling with it. And I think hopefully my hope is this episode, I guess, holds space for anyone right now who's struggling with that question, that you're not alone. And it's not selfish to want to think about your own life as well as helping other people. Yeah, we can do both. Yes. Because you can't help someone if you are not okay yourself. Uh, another cliche but you can't pour from an empty jug yeah yeah and also i think that elizabeth gilbert if anyone can if you've read big magic the example she gives about like martyrdom and it's like what if we serve the world from a place of joy not from a place of martyrdom i think that's really interesting concept okay so i mean i would really love to hear people's thoughts in today's episode really would i would i would actually take a lot from hearing what other people think about this uh, from either side of it really yeah i mean because we all have different political opinions we all have different beliefs around what the world needs to change and I think healthy discussion is helpful but I also think I wonder how many people have walked away from a more traditionally praised job Mm. to pursue their creative dreams and I think there is value in everything there is value in someone writing a beautiful novel that helps me connect to my own humanity and there is power in someone running a world-changing non-profit organization absolutely we the world needs it all to survive and thrive so we would love to hear your thoughts best of luck to you letter writer yeah good luck you can join us at letters from a hopeful creative.com and on social media so on instagram i'm at me and Orla. and you'll find me at jen carrington underscore we're going to be sharing new episodes every monday so if you've liked what you've heard so far hit subscribe in your podcast app and be sure to leave us a review because it will help other people find the show yeah and we can't wait to connect with you soon